y'all? What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And I'm Christy. And this week, we are talking about our quest for the truth and whether it's even a worthwhile quest. Ooh. What is the truth, you know? Exactly. Who says? Who says? What is the difference between truth and fiction, fake news, new news. Yeah. We're going to dive into it all. Yeah. So last week, if you listened, which hopefully you did, and if you didn't, you should stop this, go listen to that, and then come back. I hate when people say that, but do that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you listened last week, I went into fast forward. (laughs) My body started fast forwarding myself. Okay. Whoopsie. I've had two and a half coffees today. I didn't tell you that. I've been up since 6 a.m. Wow. Um, Okay. So last week we were saying how we were scientists and we were, um, you know, out in the field doing our studies, reporting back with our findings. And if last week we were scientists, this week we are lawyers, bum bum, SVU style, somebody call a bus. Um, We're talking about truth, intent, all of it. And um, yeah, we have, we have a lot to say. Yeah, we have some things to ponder on because this episode there's the possibility that we could stray a little bit because we do have so much to say. I feel like we say that every week. I know. But I mean, this is just a look into our minds. So if you're ever wondering what's what we're thinking about, how we view the world, we're going to word vomit all over you about it. And if you heard, I mean, I basically, I have ADHD, Christy's ADHD tendencies. So between the two of us, you know, we try to stay on track the best we can, but this is... And I'm telling you, honestly, I mean it when I say I feel like every day there is a new thing. There's just like a new thing that my mind, like another little doorway that opens up in my mind and I'm like, holy shit, let's go down here and see what's down this hallway. And yep. then I find myself in other hallways and then we just have to talk about it on this podcast because if we don't, like no one really wants to listen to me just talk in real life. <laughs> oh, not in real life, no. Yeah, I, was, I thought you went on here. I was like, no, they do. That's I why mean, they're hopefully. here. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't really have, you know, guys... Every week. Here I go. Our ketchup. School. My ketchup is school. Again, permanently. Other than my diamond, which I'm going to save for my diamond. So um, that's really like, that's all I have is my diamond in school. Um, what I else? mean, what else do we have, honestly? Besides right? No that. other ketchups, right? No. Um, I mean, it's just that now we are lawyers. We've changed professions. Yeah. And so bum, bum. we were scientists and now we're lawyers. I should have downloaded that sound. I'm regretting that. I'm just going to have to all episode bump bump. But just know what that means. When I say that, that dun dun, whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Um, okay, so basically this episode is inspired by school. So it's really all one and the same for me at this point. Um, as per usual, but I'll say it again if anyone doesn't know. I'm in school and I'm taking psychology right now. So I'm learning lots about the brain and uh, about all that stuff right now. Um, but particularly this week we were learning about memory which kind of triggered this for me because I was learning about a guy who um, had a brain injury a long time ago in the early 1900s and uh, they basically removed his amygdala which is the part of the brain that encodes memory and he was not able to have he remembered things that had happened before historical events or things like that but he had no interpersonal memory so um, he didn't remember what he did earlier that day nothing like that and when you would ask him what he was going to do tomorrow or in the future, he also had no sense of that either. And it kind of inspired, like I realized and I was learning about how the point of your memory isn't to actually remember things accurately as the way they 
happened. You're not, that's not your job. That's not your point. You're not just taking like minutes for a meeting. You are remembering things in order to create a sense of self and who you're going to be in the future. And basically, literally what we do on this podcast is exactly the point of it, is to just reflect on things figure out how does that change how I feel now and then what what am I going to do so because he lost his memory he had no sense of who he would be in the future and that just started making me realize that everything that happened here we go this is going to be a meta one guys I can feel myself floating away (laughs) um you know everything that happens there is no truth We've always said like, you know, we know there's like your truth, my truth and the truth. But I actually just realized there is only your truth and my truth. There is no the truth at all. Right. And I think a majority of people tend to think that there is only one truth. Right. And they get caught up in the who is right and who is wrong. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I can't even... I know. it's it's, There's so much. (laughs) We're both... Literally imagine us floating up into space overwhelmed with idea and thought um <laughs> we're actually at a loss for words <laughs> and we, we just have, started. and we have so much to <laughs> say <laughs> guys turns out we can't do this episode we're verklempt we are so verklempt okay so let's just start out with maybe giving an idea of what how we define truth like what is it that we attach to that word and how do we live in it and perceive it so to me, and that's something I want to clarify in the beginning of this, um, just to, to be clear. Personally, I think there's a big difference between truth and fact. So fact would be science, math, things that you can do an experiment, do that calculation, get that result over and over and over and over exactly that way, and it's reliable. That is different than the truth, which is a personal recording in your mind and memory and soul and body of what you experienced. So to me, just want to say, I'm not saying that that means science isn't real or that math isn't real. Those things are 100% real. And if someone says that like you should get a vaccine, you should get a vaccine. Um, My point is like, I think truth is your, you at your best accurately portraying to the best of your ability, what you experienced, what you saw, what you witnessed. Um, That does not mean that objectively that is what happened, but that you are being honest in what you feel that you experienced, whatever. Um, Because obviously you could lie and no one would know the difference between your truth and a lie. And that's where it comes down to, I think, just a moral compass of understanding. Anyone could convince themselves that a lie was their truth. But I, you know deep down and you're the only one, I think, who can actually say if you're telling the truth, which is scary yeah and I feel like with the truth it you know there's all of these absolutes attached to it as well where it's like it has to be one definition or one scenario and one outcome I guess Mm -hmm. and I mean even with science as I'm thinking about it everything evolves over time you know like and I'm not I'm not a science denier by any means. I'm just saying that it's like, yes, there are facts, but even like, even going in like deeper into the meaning of what a fact is, like, does a fact stay the same throughout the eternity or? Yeah, I guess it's really just math. Just numbers. like Just numbers. Just hard numbers. Numbers. Yeah. They're the only things that are fixed, I'm pretty sure. Because experimentation in science, like you can still get the same results over and over again, but 
what if something mutates? Variable, what if something variable? Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm I'm about to digress. So let's bring <laughs> it back before we go into we're like to be scientists again. No, we're lawyers. Done. Done. <laughs> Truth is a hard one to define for me because it's you know when we start to rethink about these things, we've known it as one thing for so long that in our bodies we can feel that it is different for us but in order to actually articulate that is another thing because i only have so many words to describe it but i i would say truth what is truth i i really just think it comes down to our perception of reality we all have our own individual realities and without a judge jury and a counsel as a third party to say whether or not this is yes or no, false or true, then all we have is our perceptions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And even if there is an entity that that is the judge of that, we can't talk to them they and don't, find right, out. It, it like, doesn't, right, not to our <laughs> access. I mean, not that we know about. So. so we have to just do the best that we can in this game while we're on this earth of being the best player that we can and hopefully finding some peace in that some way. And I think I think a good, because um, it kind of popped into my head, a good explanation, because if you're somebody, I can imagine if we were listening to this in, in years past, we would be like, mm, no, there is a truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there is. Did you cheat or did you not? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I want to give some room for people who are like, no, what are you fucking talking about? Go with me on here. Okay, JFK was shot, right? There were how many different vantage points and viewpoints that day from people's cameras or and whatever of what they saw and what happened. We've watched that footage. It's available to everyone. It still doesn't tell us what happened. That person, what they saw and what they experienced was their truth, 110%. That does not mean that that's not accurate or that's not what happened. From that camera, from what they saw, that is the truth. And that's all we can go on. We will never know exactly because we can't see everything. And that's the important thing is that we are like not, we are, what do you say? Like, how, I mean, how, how do you say? Um, <laughs> we're, um, you know, so heavily influenced by everything. We, we, we can't look at anything objectively. So everything that we think and feel and see is through the lens of us and what we've experienced before. So you, it's impossible to have a, an objective truth. You have to like, I think understanding that you could be the same place and see the same thing as somebody else and not see the exact same thing. And that doesn't mean that they're lying and it doesn't mean you're lying. Yeah. It doesn't mean that like one person is not telling the truth and the other person is, you both have your own truths. Right. And you know, I'm going to go off on a tangent right now, but I guess a little bit of my catch up in a way, but also how it applies to how I'm learning and reframing everything right now in my life is that I've been really deeply invested this past week into Buddhism and reading about, you know, more about spirituality and the universe and consciousness and all of that. And just bigger picture wise, you know, we as humans, we are clinging to something to make us feel secure and stable and for a lot of people, myself included at times, find that stability in being able to say something is right or wrong or that it's true or not true. And we're constantly on the search for something to avoid this uncomfortable feeling of being ambiguous or having any type of room for a different perspective or a different opinion. And 
in my opinion, the truth is that neither one of you are right or wrong. It's just you have your own experience. And I think the key to it is just removing that notion of who is right and who is wrong. And just having like an open dialogue about here's what my experience is. Here's what your experience is. The bigger picture is like obviously there's some disconnection here. And how do we go on from this? But if you just stay stuck in figuring out who's right and wrong, it's a trap. Right. You're never going to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a better, maybe a better way to, instead of focusing on what's right and wrong, it's like what is known and unknown. So all there is is what you know and what you don't know. That's all. And same for everybody else. So if I put together what I know and you put together what you know, maybe we paint more of a picture that starts helping us understand our surroundings and our environments a little bit more um because it's yeah like it's too and this is where this is why it scares me though is because a lot of topics that we talk about are very personal obviously of course and things that we are really trying to change within ourselves and and enlightenment and ideas that we're trying to spread of course but um this one feels like scary to me because Especially in America. I can only go off of America. I know everybody has different judicial systems and all sorts of things. But here, the truth is everything. (laughs) And we have a whole, our whole court system is based on the truth. And there are so many people in jail. And again, I'm not trying to derail, but it feels like the same thing. It feels like, I just, I can't, because, okay, back up, back up, back up. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is that I watched the Pamela Smart documentary and if you guys aren't familiar um she was she allegedly killed her husband allegedly had teen boys kill her husband in like the 90s and she's still in jail for it basically she still maintains that she did not ask them to kill him she that they just killed him because whatever not getting into it um and at the end of the day after the documentary i didn't know who to believe i don't know and and it's crazy to me that we have gotten so wrapped up in the idea of what is true that we think we can determine that when we weren't even there. Like, if one of them knows the truth, it's not going to be the person who wasn't there, let alone a whole jury of people who wasn't there, to decide on if you are telling me the truth. And the, the fact that people can pay with their lives or could lie and not tell the truth and get off, OJ, we're looking at you, Um that's so scary to me that is really scary that how much we hinge upon the quote-unquote truth Mm -hmm. relationships marriages uh, everything is if you think somebody's lying to you that that is the end that's that's so scary yeah once you start to zoom out you realize how much it impacts us on a personal level individually then within our relationships and then our country world everything Mm -hmm. and honestly the only thing and that I feel like I can do because you feel helpless when you yeah. think of it that way. And, you know, within my my studies this past <laughs> week, it's figuring out how to walk the line between being hopeful and being hopeless. Because either extreme, I don't think would be healthy or peaceful for anybody. And so I really do think the trick is like trying to figure out that walking the middle road but also remaining very open to bigger pictures using context of situations and realizing that everybody just has a different experience and a different reality yeah 
I'm sorry, not to cut you off. I think that middle, as you were saying it, like I think that middle is acceptance. Yeah. Like it just is. Right. Like we can start to see that basically like things are the way that they are and they are not the stories that we tell about them. Because as we've talked about before, once you attach like a certain agenda to your way of thinking, then, and you interact with people in the world, you create your own, your own reality that may be skewed in a way that is not helpful or beneficial for you or your path or your purpose to, I, I don't know, just be the divine person that you are. You know, that's, we are all the same. Like we are all made of the same thing. So, you know, yeah. I, I won't go off too far into the stars, but. Uh, well, and I, I know like it's, it's what you were saying earlier, like that, how you, you know, it makes you feel comforted to, to have the known and to grasp onto that and I do think it's this is going to be like a lot of metaphors today I can feel it um but I was watching a TikTok of a guy who was parachute who was skydiving and his parachute three of his parachutes didn't go off and when that happens they're like do not go rigid like you have to just let yourself keep falling stay calm this dude was almost beat he was tangled just getting tangled and tangled and tangled and I was like how is he staying calm and you don't have another option and I think that like that's where it's at now. It's like, it's not, we are so caught up in what exactly did you say? What exactly did I say? What did you promise? What was supposed to happen? What didn't happen? That it's not about that. Like you have to stay calm. Just go with it. What if, if you thought they said that and now they're saying they didn't, what are you going to do? What are you, take them to court? Have a, have a jury of, of strangers decide if they really said it or not? Like, that's the end of the road. There's yeah. nowhere to go from there. Yeah, there's no progression when you're just, when both sides are just stuck with, well, I said this and you said this. There's no moving on from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, take it from me. Like, I've I've been that person who has relied so heavily on just clinging on to the truth and clinging on to who is right and who is wrong. And I remember even saying to certain exes, like, I would say the words out loud that I'm not concerned about who is right and wrong. And... I felt like there was some truth in that. However, I think the underlying message back then, because I had not done a lot of work on myself quite yet, was just, I need to feel validated. Like, I need to hear you say that you understand where I'm coming from, that you see my point of view, that um, you understand why I would do the things that I do. And I was so hell-bent on just acquiring that, Mm -hmm. that it was really hard for me to see another person's reality or accept that, oh, it's not just about me. Right. Even though this person, even though it feels like this person is dismissing me, am I dismissing them in turn? Or am I, you know, it, it goes both ways. So it was really hard for me to see that that difference back then. Yeah, I still do that. I mean, I'm, I'm trying, I've gotten better in the last like couple of years, but even now, when Ricky and I, and I'm trying to really like, really apply this lesson to us when we argue now. Truly, stay stay tuned for my studies of how this goes, um, because we are absolutely that couple. We've been together for 12 years. Of course, we get stuck in this same fight, same thing we've always done, same thing. It's like you said that. Now it's about the tone and whatever, and it becomes about semantics. It's it just becomes it's not about what it's about anymore. It's just about this dumb how we're speaking to each other and. Um, because I was so, I did want to be told I was right. I absolutely wanted to be told that my truth was the only truth. You are wrong. Say you're sorry. Say you'll never do it again. Um, I mean, I was hard about it. And now, um, 
when Ricky and I fight, he automatically says, all right, you're, you're right, you win. Even though now I, and I get mad at that because I'm like, that's not what I want. I don't yeah. want you to tell me I win. I don't want you to tell me that. I want you to say that you hear me and then tell me what do you think. But because I lived in that space for so long, now we have a lot of unlearning to do mm-hmm. and a lot of practicing of for both of us to try to say, so now if I say something to him and he says, he reacts and I'm like, that's not what I said. Instead of him telling me that is what you said, ask me again. Okay, then what did you say? What did you mean? Maybe or, say it again. Then say it again. Or even like just saying like if you, I mean, I haven't had a lot of practice with this recently, but I, I can remember from previous relationships over time feeling more and more exhausted by the semantics. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why I started to grow out of it was because I was just getting really tired of doing that. Yeah. And I started to care less and less about the semantics. But anyway, the point of it is, is just that I asking questions if you are unclear or if you say like one person says something and, you know, they repeat it back to you. And then it's like, well, I didn't say that. It's like, well, what did you hear then? You know, like trying to get clarification about their experience as opposed to rejecting it or saying that it didn't happen. Right. And I know we've said that before about things, but it is super important in communication. Even after 12 years of being together, it's Mm -hmm. whether you're starting out with someone new or you've been together, there's always room for clarification. Especially because no matter what, either you don't know that person and you don't understand what they're saying because you don't have the experience or you know them so well that you assume that you absolutely know what they mean, even that's not what they're saying. I've tried, again, not saying it's going great. You know, Ricky and I are fine. We're still, you know, but... I haven't successfully gotten through a, a conversation where we're fighting and then I've been able to been like, okay, how do you feel? Ha ha ha. Right. And then we like walk away. Um, we're working on it. But, you know, now it's even at the point where if he says something to me and that's not what I'm saying to him, I will ask him and say like, what do you think that I just said? What do you think I mean right now? Because I'm telling you what I mean and that's not working. Mm-hmm. So let's bounce it back. What is your truth? What do you think is happening right now? Because you can't just keep yelling at someone that that's not what's happening. Right. That, that, that doesn't work. They're, that is their truth. That is exactly what's happening to them right now. So, and that is something that's really important in all relationships of like the idea of that it's not black or white. You're right. I'm wrong. There is a one singular truth that it is a gray area yeah. for everyone. And I think I just like I can't. We should have been taught this in school. Like, we should have been taught this because this would have changed everything if we were taught to be like, it's not about defending your honor or, like, making sure that you stand up for yourself and tell the truth and, like, be honest and whatever. It's like, sure, but those things are just your feelings. What, it, what we, The point of it is is to say how you're feeling, not what just happened. You are not a recording robot recording the history. Well, I think that it's it's a concept that can be hard to... I guess find unless I don't know I mean it's just I don't know how people even to this day are able to reach a point of acceptance like it's so hard to do that especially in the world that we're living in that it's hard to accept that these things are actually happening to us and to be able to sit in that uncertainty or the openness of not knowing Mm -hmm what's going to happen, you know, I can say that's definitely a difficult truth I've learned about myself. And when it comes to the stories that I tell myself about who I am and, 
you know, what I mean to this world. But a little anecdote about my life right now is just that I'm in a process of a lot of trial and error when it comes to looking for a house to buy or finding a partner and like what the partnership even means. And what I'm learning is just that the difficulty of all of this is inevitable. Yep. We've talked about it before, that concept of accepting that even though you put in the work and you're conscious and you are committed, it doesn't mean that you're always going to get what you want when you want it. And you can tell yourself that over and over again, but you have to really get to a point where you believe it and you sit in that knowing that. And, you know, it's still a work in progress for me, but it's becoming less pressure. Like I feel less, I I, I do feel more accepting to this idea that there are much, there's just a bigger perspective to all of this. Mm -hmm. I don't have to suffer grasping onto these constructs and societal expectations of what I should be doing at this age, who I should be dating, how I get into a relationship, what that relationship is like. And I'm really opening myself up to different possibilities. So within that is where it's like, it's just more freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a really, it does feel like with each like societal construct or whatever you want to call it that we debunk, it feels, it, it it does feel freeing and different and it feels like I'm having the same realization but about my past. Like I'm always really hyper fixated because I have so much trauma and I was drunk so much. I don't remember a lot (laughs) and therefore I get nervous that what I remember or what I say isn't the quote unquote truth. But and I've been on this like quest of like well maybe if I can maybe if I can like talk to people or maybe if anyone could piece my memory or like if I if I talk to friends of mine that I've known for a long time I'll be like well how do you remember that what do you see which is fine I that's totally fine to do and to keep getting like I said put your perspectives together maybe something will click but that doesn't mean that it's like oh then that's the truth what you tell me is is the truth about myself my hazy memories and my um the things in my memory that don't quite fit or that don't totally make sense to me, that doesn't mean that they didn't happen or aren't my truth. That's the way my brain recorded it. So that's all I can go off of. And understanding that there, there is no underlying secret truth. Um, and that's, I think, also a, really helpful for anyone who's like QAnon. Like, guys, don't fucking worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about it. Um, it's not real. Wait, people in QAnon? Yeah, people in QAnon, they all, it all began because they believe there's a secret pedophile ring right. where they draw the blood from yes. children, whatever. So they think, they think they're exposing the truth. Oh. That's their whole mission is like Trump was going to expose the truth. And like that's how it's so dangerous, you know, to think that there is some secret that you're not getting at and that it leads you to not trust what you've experienced and what you've seen and what you're witnessing now you're like no I see that that's what I'm experiencing but I don't believe that I think there's something else going on that I've never even seen or heard or witnessed but I'm gonna put my money on that like that's where it gets so dangerous in that you're willing to believe a truth that you don't even know is quote-unquote true and that's I mean that's just the um the harm in living in a very narrow-minded Mm -hmm. mindset where and it's not just with the media but even in your own life in your relationship if you are in a relationship with somebody 
and you are hell bent on just who is right and who is wrong, then, and you don't consider that there are other, there's more information to be known about this, whether it's more about your partner's backstory, your own backstory. And yeah, I mean, there's, I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm like, open up your fucking mind. <laughs> what do you want? I know. And that, that is the, like, the ticket again i mean we most of our most of our episodes i feel like we're always like if you're curious if you stay curious don't think that you know every that you know anything anything at all other than what you've experienced and you're like that is my truth and that's all you can speak on that is literally that's it you and you know what i really don't like by the way i really 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 don't like when someone says this happened and someone says no it didn't well I mean I think you've had a few instances where that I happened have, I have and I've also but it also comes up a lot in the Black Lives Matter movement where people will be like oh they're not mistreated what who what you're not them you can't say what is true for someone else right like that entire that entire thought process is so crazy well, to I me. mean I I was saying this before, I used to view cults, people who get into cults a certain way. Like, it's so easy from the outside to be like, oh, I would never do that. I would be so much smarter than that, more quick and and, and on my toes and I'd figure it out quicker. No, mm-hmm. I've, I've been in enough manipulative relationships to know that it is very easy to become influenced by somebody who is taking advantage of an opening in your judgment basically and that's why it's so important to understand like to trust your truth and to trust because there are so many people out there who are willing to prey on that and then tell you what the truth is they're like no 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 no. what you're seeing and experiencing whether they're full-on gaslighting you and telling you that you're just like a, a baby or they're just telling you to like you were with me with regina george just like turned against me and like no i know that how katie acts to you but in secret this is who she really is like this is what her real motives are or whatever the fuck well and and just on the other side of it it's important to not judge other people and say that you wouldn't do it that way and maybe you wouldn't but either way it doesn't fucking matter because it's not your life so who cares (laughs) worry about yourself what are you doing right do you know what i mean yeah and I don't know. That's just why like even I I just can't stand when people talk about other people's situations and act as though they would never like you don't fucking know. Even as obvious as it may be to somebody else. It's like you don't know what they're going through. Well, that's what I was just saying to you before we started recording, too, is that we were, you know, learning about uh, kind of revisiting the Stanford prison experiment, which it's like an old experiment that happened in the 70s where, you know, they had prisons and in a prison they had guards and prisoners and then they swapped roles and did it a couple times to see how people took advantage and how they changed based on their environment and their situation and these poor like my professor asked us you know what would you do if, if that was you I said that I would love to go in there with the best of intentions but I probably would end up if it was up to my survival I would probably end up joining the group because I'm not special and I know that about myself I'm just a human I mean I, I'm not and it's I think that all these little, I shouldn't say little kids, I'm sorry. All these younger folks in my class were like, first of all, I wouldn't even ever be in an experiment. Second of all, would never. Third of all, that's racist. Fourth of all, like they just went off. And I was like, 
to understand your truth is to also know that it's not fixed. Like even your own truth, how you see yourself and what happened to you, the stories you tell yourself, everything isn't fixed. So you can't say that you, like you were saying, that you would never. Mm-hmm. You you yeah. probably would. You yeah. literally don't know. Right. Um, until you've been in that situation and... And then you can speak on it. And I think that's why you and I have gotten a lot of practice at that of like not judging others in the way they behave because you and I have been in some gnarly situations that people probably would not have agreed with what I mean, we I've did. judged and I've judged myself hard for them before. Right. And also. I didn't judge myself at all. So, you know, <laughs> I was always like, no, you're totally right. Um, and sometimes I have to judge myself, you know. It's okay to to revisit your truth and to re-examine your thoughts, the stories you tell yourself, but also to remember that like no one can take that away from you and don't give anyone else's truth more power than yours well right and that that right there is the truth you know change is inevitable even within yourself and I think when people look at the world as black and white where it's like there can only be a right and a wrong there's only pain and there's only loss there's up and down and whatever else that's just not true there are so many other facets to life than that and but that's true to them because that's what you tell yourselves and you're it's just such a disservice because it can you could have you're choosing to see the world as that and then therefore making that your truth and you don't it doesn't have to be um yeah I mean and that's that's your prerogative basically but um we got like really amped up there for a second about the truth (laughs) well I I told you I'm I am done done like I'm I'm law and order in this like I feel well what can strongly. we say what can we say that is true about ourselves right now or maybe not about ourselves but what what would we consider to be truths truths <laughs> truths, truths um I would say uh, I uh, you know what Okay, I'm going to say about myself because that is the only thing I can really say. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I am telling my truth, that I'm living in my truth, that I'm not manipulative, deceitful, uh, tricking anyone, maybe myself. Other than that, no. Um, I know that I am genuinely doing the best I can. Yeah. And um, that I would like to live in a place of complete acceptance and peace. And I would like everyone else to live in that space too, even if it means that we all agree to disagree. You know, that we're all, that's okay. I, I think everyone, the more truth, the better. You know what I mean? Like let's, the more vantage points, the better. I, I think that I'm just at a point now of being like, you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. As long as I know that I'm being honest and showing up authentically, it doesn't matter what anything else, anything else that I think is true or not true. It's none of my damn business. And I think just to add on to that is, at least for me, surrounding myself with people who may have different opinions or viewpoints, that has been something that, I am accepting of but specifically on top of that people who are just they can have their own opinions but also know as well that they're 
are different realities, different truths to things, different experiences, and who are just open. You know, we don't have to be on the same page about everything, but at least just with that mindset that there is context to situations and that there is more to it and accepting of that that's really all I can ask for yeah and that what you know is an absolute you know like that that change sure you can believe whatever you want um I think that makes us all unique and different and cool but like you can't then argue that that's the absolute truth and what everyone else believes is wrong um I think that's where it gets dangerous and where we start like competing with one another we are mere mortals like you know what it feels like it feels like like the rats in a lab. I don't, it makes me sad, but the rats in a lab are like sitting there looking at each other. Like, what exactly did the maze yesterday look like? What specifically did it look like? <laughs> Not realizing, no one gives a fuck what they remember happened. We're studying you. This is an experiment. We're learning from you. We are lab rats on Earth. We're here to learn our stupid little lessons. And what we remember about exactly what someone said literally doesn't fucking matter at all. Well, I mean, it's just like, what what can you take from each experience and use that as Mm -hmm. an instrument to keep progressing? It doesn't mean like we have to stay stuck and fix a situation that maybe didn't go in our favor. It's more so just like, what can we take from that and then continue to move on and grow and learn? And I think, I mean, the step, the first step is, is just accepting that there is no objective truth. There is no black and white, two sides of a coin. It's your experience and then the experience of the world. So how do you take your experience and then implement that into your relationships to then live a goddamn good life? Yeah. I think, I I think looking at memories and the past, your past through the lens of like, what is it? Like what we try to do here in general, but like what what do I learn from that? Not so much exactly what happened. Like was there cheese at the end of the of the maze or not? Like it's not about what the maze looked like. Like wh- what did you get from it? Did you get something from it? If not, don't do that again. Let's try something else. Like it's really just a trial and error and we need to let go of the semantics of it all and we need to completely dismantle the just judicial system in America because we have a problem on our hands. Like this is... Well, this is a problem. I, yeah, because I'm alarmed. It's, it, it's. I mean, it gets so much more I involved when we talk about the legal system. But, um, and I personally can't go there because I'm, <laughs> I will become even more overwhelmed. But just kind of bringing it back to just knowing that your own feelings, your own thoughts, your own perceptions of things can change. You know, and it feels weird because I've had that experience where I'm like, no, I'm so. I feel very firm in my beliefs at one point. And then when they start to change, you start to kind of feel it's like an identity crisis. You're not sure what, how to handle it because you're like, well, wait, I've never thought like that before. So the possibility of opening my mind to a different perspective, it feels mm, a little shaky. It just feels, um, you know, not super scary, but it's, you know, you're kind of just like opening the door into a dark room. You're like, you're not sure. Maybe it could be a fucking surprise party or maybe it could be the monster under your bed. Who well, knows? Well, and that's that's something that I'm trying to work on because, you know, like I say to you all the time, I like to know everything. I hate not knowing things because it makes me feel like everything was a lie. If I If one thing isn't exactly what I thought and that is the complete opposite of everything we've talked about today. So like, yeah. I have to really dismantle in my own mind how I how I view that in general and like how 
it's not if I didn't know information then that's all it was that I just didn't know that information that doesn't change anything that happened to me in the past um all it does is just information I didn't know yeah and I can't let that you can't let that then be like well then who even am I you know right well I think that's a good a good segue into our wrap-up because I do have a quick reading that I would like to share from the book of the Lord (laughs) from the book of the Lord aka Pema Chodron she is a Buddhist nun that I've been studying the past couple of months you know she's she's great I, I can't say enough good things but I bought this book and it's just very brief little words of wisdom for every day and there's What's one the book called? it's called the pocket Pema Chodron okay you can literally fit it in your pocket um but just going it's it's just kind of um adding on to what you just said as far as living without an agenda mm-hmm. and I'm just going to read a little excerpt <laughs> everyone please turn to page 73 (laughs) okay um okay so it says could our minds and our hearts be big enough to just hang out in that space where we're not entirely certain about who's right and who's wrong could we have no agenda when we walk into a room with another person not know what to say not make that person wrong or right and that's it (laughs) and that's all she says and that's all she says but could we yeah we're gonna try that's a question that we will leave with you to explore and figure out yeah, and, and we're gonna we're gonna try that, and maybe you'll sense a shift in us and a difference in us moving forward and living in a space of more um, openness and and less rigidity. Mm-hmm. I hate that word; it doesn't flow. Okay, um, all right, let's do some diamonds. What? <laughs> what a whirlwind! <laughs> it always is. Is anyone still listening? I think we said a lot of good stuff. Um, <laughs> We've done a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. Um, so, all right. I have a diamond. Um, I've told Christy about it a hundred times, but I am really, really, really obsessed with the Janet Jackson documentary that was on Hulu. I think it was just called Janet. I might be wrong. I, I don't remember. You, you'll see it. It's a Janet Jackson documentary on Hulu. Don't know how you could miss it. Um, it was just, she's such like a private queen, you know? And like, I love her and I've loved her music for a really long time. And I just... Um, she was one of those people that I just never knew much about and it was really interesting and again it was kind of an inspiration for this episode because she was talking about her truth and what everyone thinks they know about her and her family and and that that's not what she thinks is true so um, I just like love her and she's just such an angel and she's had such hardships and just like perseveres over and over and over and she's the blueprint for like Beyonce and every I mean like when you watch her videos and then you see Beyonce, you're like, wow, you look so much of the dancing and the performance is like was inspired by Janet. And then mm-hmm. I saw like a video of Beyonce dancing in a Janet concert. And like I just went on a whole rabbit hole and it was, <laughs> it was stunning. Beautiful. It was. Um, yeah. No, love Janet. Oh, love her. Truly. Well, my diamond's a little bit more nerdy, a little bit more boring. Can't maybe, be that your graphing some. calculator. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That was pretty bleak. Um, no, I just did. Um, a whole splurge on books recently and listen it'll probably take me three years to finish all of them however I'm starting to change my what I consume basically I'm trying to shift a little bit into things that are more applicable to what I'm thinking and feeling Mm -hmm. and so I bought oh god I think I bought like six books wow yeah I'm doing I'm gonna do a book haul but the pocket Pema was one of them um, I did buy another one by Dolores Cannon, The Convoluted Universe Part 1. I think that's the one I started reading, too. It's basically the encyclopedia. It, it felt that way. I, th- I think that's all what all of her books are like. But, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to look into that one. And then I think I got 
well, I got so many. I just don't even remember what else I bought. You just sounded like Blanche from Golden Girls. Well, well, well I got so many. <laughs> I just can't remember how many I got. Uh, maybe you can take like a, a, a pick of the books, of said okay. books, and we can link them. So we'll that- start like a little book club. Yeah. Like a little, just like a mini club yeah yeah um yeah we used to do that and no one cared uh like what we were saying on our (laughs) so maybe we'll do that again though um all right so what a whirlwind (laughs) what a time um so just to leave it just know like the truth isn't real time isn't real space isn't real um the earth is spinning faster we're splitting into two earths and uh that's all yeah so all right with that please go follow us if you want to find those books especially um on instagram and tiktok at we don't know her pod you can send us an email at we don't know her pod at gmail.com no one ever has no one ever will make sure you rate subscribe and review on itunes spotify and spy tunes if you know you know um five stars only obviously stunning reviews <laughs> guys <laughs> shall not be seen because we have not seen one in months <laughs> like it's so shady though because like we see you like we know you're listening we see each other and like i know that you're it's like i see you on the street and you just won't say hi but like i see you so like, you might as well just say hi honestly you know? the fact that we have not received a single email in over a year is astonishing <laughs> no i don't coming up in two years and uh, no <laughs> i don't think the email is astonishing it's more so like the reviews, I'm like, guys, what are we doing? You know? Um, okay. We, um, we need validation. All right. <laughs> Please. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>